Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Trophy Life Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Rathman, coming to you from Atlanta. And as we dive into this week's Jersey Mike's News and Notes, we must begin with sending our prayers and our best wishes for a complete recovery to ESPN college basketball analyst and our dear friend Dick Vitale. Dick announced earlier in the week that he has lymphoma, but treatments are underway, steroids and six months of chemotherapy. And Dick said he plans to manage his college schedule around his chemotherapy schedule. So from all of us, Dick, we wish you, of course, nothing but the best to get you fully back on your feet and calling games. Talk about a guy who has raised millions for the V Foundation for Cancer Research over the years. Well, Dick, now it's our time to lift you up with our prayers, our thoughts, our healing messages, and get you back on the air at 100%. The preseason polls are underway, and that's always the clarion call that the season's right around the corner. And the AP, the big one, came out this week for the men and women. On the men's side, Gonzaga, number one. They got 55 of the 63 first-place votes. You'll recall, Gonzaga was number one all of last year, and they were one win away from becoming the first undefeated national champion in 45 years, only to fall in the title game to Baylor. UCLA, number two. They got the other eight first-place votes. Top five is this way, Kansas, Villanova, Texas, 6 through 10, Michigan, Purdue, Baylor, Duke, and Kentucky. So a couple of blue bloods back in the top 10 of the Blue Devils and Kentucky. The South Carolina women, number one preseason for a second consecutive year. Dawn Stately returns all five starters to that juggernaut. Number two is UConn in the preseason poll. Stanford, the defending champs, number three. Maryland, four. NC State, five. 6 through 10, Louisville, Baylor, Indiana, Iowa, and Oregon. And our best to our good friend Tubby Smith, the head coach at High Point. He led the Kentucky Wildcats to the 1998 NCAA Championship, multiple SEC titles, and Tubby is going to get his jersey retired during the season at Rupp Arena. Now, the ceremony is set for December 31st when the Cats play host to Tubby Smith's High Point Panthers. Now, in 1998, Kentucky won the championship. They were known as the Comeback Cats, They battled back through several double-digit deficits in winning the title, a 35-4 season. Tubby was terrific in his 10 years at the helm, and congratulations to Tubby. When we come back, my guest this week to talk all things college basketball and his remarkable career is the newest Naismith National Voter, and that's going to be Terrence Oglesby. He will join me next after this word from Jersey Mike's. If Jersey Mike's Turkey had a resume, it would say it's 99% fat-free and raised without antibiotics. But our turkey already has its dream job at Jersey Mike's because premium meat makes a sub above. My guest this week is the newest Naismith Awards national voter. He's Terrence Oglesby, who played at Clemson and is now becoming world-renowned as an analyst on TV and in podcasting world. Terrence, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, and I just, before we even get started, I just want to say how appreciative I am to get this opportunity to be a part of the Naismith Trophy. I mean, it's something I've known and followed ever since I was a little boy, and uh, one of those things that it just means so much to the college basketball community with the Atlanta Tip-Off Club and the entire organization. I'm just 
I, I'm baffled to be honest with you. I can't believe I even got asked, but I'm even I'm going to take this with the needed seriousness that it needs to be, and uh, I'm just absolutely thrilled to be a part of something like this. Well, we are thrilled to have you. So let us introduce you to the world via our Naismith podcast. Um, we'll talk about what you've got going in broadcasting, but first let's talk about you and your playing career. How did you come to be born in Norway? Well, my father played. My father played Division II basketball at a school called Carson Newman University, which is right outside of Knoxville. And then after he finished his collegiate career, he went abroad and went to Norway and met my mother. And I'm kind of a, a hodgepodge of basically all kind of ideologies. My dad was a Southern Baptist, and my mother is a Norwegian socialist. So you tell me how that uh, those dinners <laughs> went. But uh, no, I, that, that's basically how that happened. I'm very uh, I'm very fortunate that I had two very loving and caring parents growing up, and um, you know, having two different perspectives on pretty much everything was something that was really beneficial for me growing up just to be empathetic to all different people and, and all different causes, really. And that's something that, um, you know, especially, I guess, now, Bob, with everything going on, it's 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 really benefited me. So uh, that's kind of how I was from Norway. My grandfather was a skier. Uh, he actually skied in the Olympics in Squaw Valley, uh, was a downhill skier, was an All-American at University of Denver, and then, uh, my mother was a team handball player who was very good at that, and my father was, you know, a six eight four man, stretch four before there was a stretch four. So I guess that's why he ended up in Europe and, you know, had a cup of coffee in NBA training camp with the Spurs, but uh, was never kind of like me, it was almost always scratching the surface, but couldn't quite get himself up there. And and uh, you know, that's that's kind of how I ended up where I'm at. So I take it when Dad's career ended, it was back to Tennessee? It was. It was. So he's from right outside of Knoxville, Strawberry Plains, and that's where his side of the family is from. And and my poor mother coming from Norway down to the deep, deep south, and I'm talking Appalachia and all that. It was just – it was a very different way of living. And, uh, you know, but that being said, I had had a very nice upbringing. You You know, it was in the country, and we didn't have a whole lot at the beginning. But one thing that I was privy to and, and was watching somebody like my father go from basically the bottom of a business and then see how hard he had to work in order to get to where he ended up. And uh, he ended up being the CEO of a company called Sava Senior Care for about seven years. It's based out of Atlanta. And then um, he actually, I hate to bring this story to this, but he actually passed away a couple of years ago. But just being able to grow up and see somebody with that kind of work ethic and know that if I were to work as hard as he did uh, or get anywhere close to as hard as he did, that I would be okay. Fascinating. Uh, you played your high school basketball in Tennessee, uh, in Cleveland, at Bradley Central. And what led you to Clemson to play for Oliver, Oliver Purnell? You know, at the time, Oliver uh, had an intriguing style of play. They were running up and down. They were pressing. It was a free-flowing offense. It was somewhere where I could kind of hunt shots on the offensive end. And because of the pressure, I knew going in with – when I say pressure, I mean defensive pressure that they would employ with with the full court. Uh, you know, they, we did a 1-2, one, 1-1 one, one full court press. And because of that pressure, it could hide some of my limitations from a size standpoint because – Bob, I like to tell everybody when I was in high school, I like to tell everybody I was 6'3". Well, that might have been the most generous 6'3 of all time. I'm probably <laughs> six one and a half, and I'm getting the benefit of the doubt with 6'2". So, but I knew that whenever we did that kind of 
that kind of, those kind of things schematically, it would be able to hide some of my shortcomings. And then, you know, to cap it all off, they needed some skill. They had all kinds of size and, athlete, and athleticism. They needed a guy to come in and make shots, and I was able to provide that during my two years. You did. And then I, I got to tell you, T.O., um, for those of us that, you know, covered you in the ACC, uh, it, it kind of shocked us when you decided that you were going to say, hey, I'm going pro after two years. Uh, what, all, what all happened in that decision? Uh, you know, long story short, Bob, it, it was bad advice. Um, you know, I averaged, I think it was 10.5 points a game my freshman year. Came back my sophomore year and was 13 and a half, 14 points a game, somewhere in there. And then actually between my freshman and sophomore year, I played for Norway because of my Norwegian citizenship that we talked about earlier. I played for Norway and led the under-21 European championships in scoring. So agents and teams were starting to sniff around and gauge my interest then. And then I ended up having a pretty good year my sophomore year and, and you know, things – you know, I tried to communicate with Clemson and ask for their input, and it was kind of, you know, the end of the year, things get kind of – because they're out recruiting and there's all kinds of things happening, coaching changes, guys are moving all around. And uh, I really never got to sit down with anybody. There just wasn't time. And that, that's something that, you know, there's a couple of things I didn't take into account. One was I was 21 years old at the time, and I moved overseas by myself. And two is I didn't understand how much I actually appreciated the college game and the dynamics around the college game. And to me, that's something that I appreciate so much more now, and I wish I would have appreciated then. But looking back, was it smart? Probably not. But I was willing to bet on myself, and I did that. And sometimes you lose those bets, and sometimes you win. But I think – you know, for the most part, it ended off on a positive note. I met my wife. I have two lovely children now that, golly, you'd have to rip those kids out of my hands. I just I hold on to them so much. But they, you know, you win some, you lose some. My basketball career didn't end up quite like I had hoped. But at the same time, um, you know, I was able to draw from a lot of really great experiences and make a lot of really good friends. And, you, I mean, you, you're very modest, but you did play professionally all over Europe. For almost a decade, and you know, you also played here uh, in the G League one season, so you had a pretty good run. I did. Hey, look, Bobby, I think the game is to be modest, right? I can't come on here and tell you I'm awesome. <laughs> I mean, I will if you want me to. No, but you know, I had some good seasons, and uh, you know, I always took really good care of myself. Um, I played hard. I was competitive, but you know, I and I could really shoot the ball. And as I stayed in Europe longer. Uh, I got re- I got a lot better at managing the game, uh, you know, playing the point guard. And that was another reason why I thought, you know, going to Europe was a good idea because I wasn't going to be able to play the point guard. And, you know, I was hoping I could go to Europe, play point guard for two or three years, and then come back to the States and then Steve Currit and play beside an all-star and, and you know, you know maybe shoot 45%, you know, from, from the three and then, you know, play a little defense and call it a day. Just kind of space the floor for somebody. But the game started to change. And then everybody starts shooting threes. And, and, you know, people forget, too, Bob, now, like, Trey Young looks small on television. He's not that small. I mean, he's skinny, but he, he he's not that small. I mean, Steph Curry's, what, 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. these are large individuals now. And I'm not 
uh, you know, like I said earlier, six two. I'm uh, I, I was strong as an ox when I was playing, but you know, there there comes a time where um, you know I was just outmatched physically, and you know, could I have come in and played a role given on a perfect situation? Sure, but sometimes you're you, you're not. Uh, lucky enough to get on those some of those perfect situations. Well, your wealth of experience as a basketball player has led you perfectly into sort of the next phase of your basketball career, and that is to be commentating on the college game and why we were so excited to, to have you join us on the Naismith voting panel, but also to talk about uh, the game as we crank up the new season here on the podcast because – you are not only going to be a game analyst, we will see you on various platforms initially here in, in November and December uh, on the Clemson broadcasts, but we'll also hear you and see you on Jeff Goodman's venture, which is the Field of 68, a podcast that is taking on uh, great stature in the basketball community. Uh, I know you're thrilled to be hooked up with he and and. Uh, Robbie Hummel, et cetera. Um, this is a great opportunity for you, but what a uh, wonderful vantage point you're going to have to watch the entire scope of college basketball coming up. Yeah, that's exactly right. And with this field of – it's field of 68 after dark, which is going to be the main thing. And this summer, Jeff Goodman and Rob Doster, uh, two guys that just do a fantastic job in coverage in, in college basketball. They reached out to me in June and – we had talked back and forth about possibly me joining the field of 68. And it was funny because I, I thought they were calling to interview me. So I had come up with this whole thing, you know, the power five plus the big East and I had ranked every team and I'd done all this. And about five minutes into the conversation, I realized, Hey, they're recruiting me to be on the show with them. And uh, I think it's going to be a unique opportunity because we, the, the, the premise of the show is not to be four guys sitting away and then throwing darts at people over there. We're going to try to bring people to us. And I think it's a pretty unique perspective because Jeff Goodman has un unprecedented access to any college coach. He knows everybody. He probably knows their mothers as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a whole deal. But, um, you know, after games, uh, we're going to try to get coaches to come on with us on the bus. So arbitrary situation, Scott Drew wins at Ben Baylor, went, go to Fog Allen, and win at Kansas. Well, we're going to try to get Scott Drew while he's on the bus on the way home and he's in a great mood and kind of put him on. And, and you know, here in the preseason, they've done a fantastic job of getting previews for all 50 teams. And all 50 of those coaches of each team have spent 10 to 15 minutes on the podcast with either Rob Doster, Jeff Goodman, John Santa, uh, one of those three guys – and like I said, I just feel like there's no interruptions. We're not mixing it in with anything else. We're basketball. And it's something that I have really enjoyed being a part of so far. And I, I look forward to seeing how it takes off in the future. And then once the season starts, we're going to go six nights a week uh, after the 9 o'clock game for about an hour, hour and a half, and talk about the games, talk about the day's events and in relation to college basketball only, obviously. And uh, I think it's going to be different than any product that's on television at the moment, and I think it's going to be one of the better shows when it comes to college basketball, uh, any medium, quite frankly, Bob. Well, that's way past my bedtime, so I hope it's recorded somewhere. <laughs> I, will, I will check it out the next morning. Uh, your early thoughts, Terrence, about uh, the college season 
maybe some candidates that you are already thinking about that might be in line to be a Naismith finalist? Uh, Marcus Carr at Texas, who was fantastic in Minnesota, I think he's got a decent shot. He averaged 19 on a losing team, but getting with Chris Beard, I think it's going to be a perfect fit because he's a gritty type of player, and Chris Beard does great with those guys. Remy Martin at Kansas, three-time All-Pac-12 performer, for Arizona State prior to transferring, he is excellent. Kansas needed a guard that could handle the ball and get to the rim. He provides that for them. And Duke has this freshman named Paulo Bancaro, who is special. And I know not a lot of freshmen have won this award, but I know a few have. And I'm going to put him in this category, 6'10", 255 pounds. He handles it like a point guard. He's overwhelming physically against any competition that he's going to play. So he may be up there. And we can't forget, Bob, we can't forget, not that anybody has, we can't forget about those guys up in Spokane, Washington. Drew Timmy has a legitimate shot at going from the beginning of the season to the end of the season with Gonzaga as number one team in the country. And a lot of the stuff that they're going to do this year is going to go through the big fella. It's Timmy time. Timmy time. <laughs> mustache Timmy. I'm mad that he shaved his mustache. He's gone full beard. He needs to go back to Thumon Manchuri. He's not getting my vote. <laughs> I love it. Well, Terrence, we will catch up during the season. Uh, once you get rolling and the season gets going, uh, it'll be fun to have you back on. So, uh, put us on your list, if you don't mind, and once again, direct everybody to where they can see you with the Field of 68 and the Field of 68 After Dark. At the Field of 68 is the Twitter handle. All of our shows go out through that platform on Twitter, and then if you want to go to YouTube as well, search the Field of 68, and all of our shows will pop up, and I'm, I, I don't think you'll enjoy it. I know you'll enjoy it if you're a basketball person. No, junkies like me, you know that. I'll be, I'll watch Every show, no doubt. Well, Terrence, thanks. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. We're, we're thrilled to have you as a voter and, and can't wait to catch up during the season. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and words cannot express how appreciative I am to be a part of such a legendary uh, crew of people. And, Bob, I appreciate you so much. That is it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. The bounce of the ball, just a few days away from getting those games going. Appreciate your support please leave a rating and a review and we can get the word out to college basketball fans everywhere. Until next week, from all of us at the Naismith Award, Bob Rathman saying so long.